Greetings from New Jersey Institute of Technology. I'm Mike Smullen, Executive Director of the Alumni Relations Office. It's my pleasure to introduce today Dr. Joel Bloom to start our conversation about partnering your company with NJIT. Dr. Bloom, welcome. Thank you, Mike. And uh, welcome to all of you who have joined this chat. And uh, I am going to be very brief in telling you and informing you and sharing with you why we are having this conversation. What is the relationship between our Polytechnic University and business and industry, as well as with government, as well as with other universities? And it takes us back if you will, first and foremost, we're a polytechnic university, a very applied polytechnic university. And we have a special piece of our mission that is different than most other colleges and universities of the 3,000 that are out there in our nation. As a polytechnic university, yes, we do education. Yes, we do research. We do service. But most importantly, we have an economic development mission statement. So we have a four-part mission statement of which economic development is a piece of it. If we take that mission statement and take the vision of our university, I came to the university in 1990, at that point in time, early, early in the history of universities working over the, the transom of being an educational institution, a research institution doing service, but this economic development mission was still rather undeveloped. Our present time, Sol K. Fenster, was very, very focused on the role of NGIT as an economic driver, and therefore began something called EDCs, Economic Development Centers. In 1990, when I arrived at NJIT, we have one very old building. Some of you may recall it. It's 240 King. It's down on the other side of Central Avenue on Martin Luther King Boulevard. In that very old building at that time, 1990, we had about 30 businesses there in incubation. Uh, most of us didn't even know what it really meant to be an in incubation. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but that was EDC1. By the early 90s, Seoul's vision was let's build a more modern building with more modern capacity. And that was the then EDC2, which is on the other side of Locke and Warren. Then we build EDC3 by the end of the 1990s. And NGIT is recognized nationally for being in business incubation, working with startups in particular to help them move from the first stages of business incubation to a full grown company, mostly in the area of STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. All was pretty much on plan, but by the late 1990s, the relationship was more of a landlord tenant one as compared to one in which the university had much more of a direct role in working with the companies, in being some of those companies, starting up those companies, having students, faculty, and staff involved in those companies. It really had become or emerged into a tenant-landlord relationship. When I joined Saul, it asked me to do a couple things 
including put a daycare center in that new EDC building, which we did in order to accommodate students, staff, and faculty. That daycare center, and Simon may, may, may want to make further comments about this, is still there. What we started to think about in the mid-2000s, however, was this is an old-fashioned business incubator. At this point, we were realizing there were accelerators. The startups that we envisioned and the time to grow was accelerating. Um, uh, many of the tenants had lost their way. We had lost our way in business incubation. And we began a conversation on the campus and began several subcommittees to work on what is the next iteration of business incubation for a polytechnic institution. So we had mission, we had Saul's early vision, part two, but now what's the context? Business incubation was changing, innovation and incubation became uh, kind of interchangeable terms at the time, and we needed to change. In 2000, we started again adding, we got up to almost 90 companies at one point, again, mostly focused on STEM. And I believe one or two of the participants in this evening's chat are even in that, still in one or two of those business incubator buildings, now called VentureLink. Two things began to happen. One is uh, NGIT, I'm going to fast forward now to uh, uh, 2011. I, I become president. The board is, and I, uh, neither of us are happy about where we are in business incubation. Um, I realized that we did not have a very good pipeline from our academic university into the EDCs. We start looking around and we develop something called NJII, or the New Jersey Innovation Institute. Uh, a lot goes into that discussion. We started writing about it, and actually in 2011, we really don't put it into place until 2014 for a host of reasons. But when we start NJII, we now move EDCs in. So again, a bigger pipeline, a faster pipeline for academic R&D to find a home in business incubation and in innovation. Today, I will tell you, while those are overlapping areas, academic research, very applied polytechnic university, business innovation and incubation, while they run on parallel tracks and they overlap, they are two separate enterprises. But we start NJII to move to lower the transom between the academic research that's going on at our university and turning it into commercialization, business incubation, business innovation. It wasn't happening well. Yes, we are an all one research university. We have a lot of accolades about our university. Our university has grown from 5,000 to 11,000 students. We've hired 160 faculty. We're now an R1 research university, only 131 of us in the nation. And that's based on the volume of research that you're doing. We've done all of that, but we and we have begun to work, we're working with well over 150 companies. We opened a makerspace, which is a phenomenal facility if you've yet to see it. We now have a life sciences engineering building. So we did over $400 million in added facilities on our campus. 
And again, we are a national university. But the kind of relationship we want with business industry wasn't happening fast enough. My apologies for that background phone, or I should not even admit it's mine. It could be somebody else's. So at that point, I started looking around and saying, I don't like how the EDCs are kind of stale. We're only doing business incubation, not business acceleration. What is the relationship between our academics and our industry partners? They're not robust enough. And uh, I had already met Simon a little while earlier. He was the head of something called New Jersey Tech Council. We began a conversation as he announced his retirement. I knew what he did as a business person. So context. The context was the academic leadership leading venturely to lead NJII was one that really needed the flavor of a CEO. Simon steps in to take over EDCs, turns it into VentureLink, again, business incubation, business acceleration. We have started up our own companies, some of them rather robust, that have gone from the academic suites of the university across to the VentureLink buildings. We're increasing commercialization. And the, let's see, 2018, we did, uh, we hired a company to do an assessment of our economic impact. It came in at $2.8 billion, probably second only to uh, Rutgers University, more than I'm happy to announce, Princeton, more than Princeton University. What we see, the vision, the mission, the vision, and the context is today, the rate of innovation, the rate of invention, the rate of business incubation is so accelerated that we need to move faster. We need to move with more companies in our STEM areas. We need to move more students, faculty, and possibly staff into business innovation. Business innovation is becoming, as is a discipline now in our curriculum. And we look to partner with companies to do several things, and I'll end on this note. If you are a company out there, you are only as good as your workforce. I believe that about our university, and you see who the workforce is at our university. You are also, you're looking for workforce, you're looking for talent. The competition for STEM talent today is amazing. Upon graduation, our students are having three and four job offers. You are looking to develop your own possible skill set, the skill sets that exist in your company. You can hear some of that, I'm sure, from. Deidre, you may be looking for business partners in specific fields, cybersecurity. And again, you'll hear from some of the people on this. How do you do that? How do you engage the university? We have one door facing business industry. It's NJII's front door, and it's the relationship they have, and we're housing companies in VentureLink. We also bring companies together, bigs and smalls, and how are they possibly working on the same product or the same process. So we bring a number of resources to any company today, whether it's the workforce, whether it's process or product development, whether it's some of the basic R&D that is necessary, as well as some of the facilities like a maker space. So at this point, I will end my comments. I will quickly make a comment or two 
about Simon and be available for questions when we finish these presentations. I thank you again for listening. I thank you for tuning in. Simon Nines has been a transformative leader on our campus. He is not an academic. And today's academic institutions, universities that are polytechs that have that economic development mission need a person like Simon, who's been a CEO, led a company, done innovation, and knows STEM. Simon Nines, please, and thank you again. Thank you, Joel. Um, so we have a PowerPoint presentation uh, created for you. Uh, a word about NJII. Um, and, and you can, I think the best would be to go immediately to the next slide, Mike. I wanna talk about the business needs from a, from a CEO point of view. I came to the university after running a, a, a public company here in New Jersey and coming to the university, in my mind, there were a couple of things that I, as a CEO, wanted from a university, which is, of course, the degrees. Uh, we have our alumni, but we also have the students, and we have the faculty that we work together. We also would like to do continuous education of my workforce. I also want to try new divisions. I want to try new concepts. And I want to have flex space in order to facilitate new teams or teams that I form on a temporary basis or on a continuous basis. Um, I want to maybe use the maker space. I want to motivate and enable my workforce. I want them to get, have the ability to network. And we'd like to go to a game every now and then and entertain my clients. For all of that, we wanted to put NJI right in the middle for you. So as Joel says, we have a nationally accredited university, very well known, fantastic. But how do we work together with the local uh, business community and what can we do to enhance that? So we really execute for NJIT. We are the door to NJIT, but we're also the door to faculty and new business incubation and business acceleration. So if we go to the next slide, I can um, share with you the divisions that we have. So the first division that I want to talk about is biopharma. The biopharma division at NGI was established to help the industry overcome those challenges that they face as they see the next wave of cell and gene therapy. So we have a, over $10, $12 million now, a state-of-the-art cell and gene center. We're going to open that up later this year. We also have facilities close to Princeton, New Jersey, where we do really research and small batch production of cell and gene therapies. So it is to support that industry-wide advancement of very big in New Jersey. If you're interested, we're gonna open up the center later in October and uh, feel free to reach out to us and we'll get you included in that. Second division is the defense. Defense <coughs> division really creates those integrated product teams that includes academics, industry, and the government. So these teams have developed drones. We have developed solutions we can't even talk about here, but we work very closely with Picatinny. And we're also working, for instance, with the city of Newark for body-worn cameras and what AI can do to analyze those videos and make the police uh, uh, a, 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 an even better force for all of us. Third one is entrepreneurship. We have Will Lutz with us today. So Will will go into further detail in terms of entrepreneurship. I also want to mention that we run the healthcare. We run 
the backbone, the electronic backbone for all the 72 hospitals in New Jersey connecting them. We are involved in contact tracing with the Department of Health in New Jersey. We're involved in a national level to modernize Medicare billing, to modernize practices, and we receive large grants for that. Healthcare is our largest division today. We expect biopharma to grow tremendously, as well as entrepreneurship, data and technology, and human capital. So human capital, that is not HR. Human capital means how do we, is the one question that most of you have here on the phone and that I had as a CEO, was how do I make the most of my most valuable asset, my people, our team? How can we continue to offer certificate-based programs, continuing education? So Deirdre Costafolo is with us today, and she'll go into more detail about that. Last but not least, we have data and technology. And the mission there is, to really establish that ecosystem of technology hubs that connect the clients, industry, and technology providers and spin off new products, spin off new companies that are good for New Jersey and good for the tri-state area and good for NGIT. That's what we do. We execute. We're excited about that. I keep mentioning three words since I've started here. Organize, simplify, and focus. So the presentations that you will see from the three outstanding division leaders that uh, we have with us today are organize, simplify, focus, and they're all focused on what can we do for you? How can we work better together? So with that said, I'd like to hand it over to Will Lutz, and he's going to go into entrepreneurship. Will. Hi. Uh, I should be unmuted, and if you don't mind advancing the slides a little bit keep going next slide that's me that's my contact info we'll go to the next slide please so i run venturelink with which both um <clears throat> simon and dr bloom have talked about we are venturelink is the largest startup incubator in new jersey it's the fourth largest by square footage in the united states it's a little bit of a hidden gem in the startup community and we recently uh last fall completely redid the first floor with some brand new space. We have 55 established businesses. We've opened it up uh, to faculty and student-based businesses. We have an additional about 40 or 50 uh, student-led startups in the space. Um, we can function and support businesses of all types, everyone who just needs a desk, all the way up to private offices and lab spaces. Um, and it's discounted very, very cheaply. So oftentimes I get startups who are coming in and saying, you know what, I need to hop a train and be into Manhattan so I can, you know, uh, access the financial markets there, but I really don't want to pay uh, start uh, Manhattan rents uh, for my business space. So that is, that is VentureLink. Uh, can you hit the next slide, please? Okay, so here we've got a little embedded video going on in the background here. This is what our brand new space looks like. Um, and for those of you on the call, here's a couple ways that you can engage and get involved with right now with VentureLink and what we're doing in the entrepreneurship division. First off, we're supporting a lot more companies in the post-COVID world than we used to. A lot of companies, um, and we have NGIT alumni discounts, by the way, a lot of companies are saying, man, I'm tired of wasting money on that giant office space in Manhattan or in the Gateway Center. And they're saying, 
you know what, all I really need during the COVID days is conference room a few days a week, maybe a small office, maybe a couple desks. For many of you, uh, we can be an option that can support your company, especially during COVID. Um, you can become a, mem a mentor. So I mentioned we have 55 established companies, uh, but on in, in addition to that, I have about 40 to 50 student entrepreneurs who are figuring out how to start a business for the first time who've never done this before. And we really need to engage our alumni network and, and bring them in uh, as mentors for these early stage companies. Uh, by the way, for those of you who are hiring managers and, and looking to hire, seeing how a student works while trying to start their own company is a phenomenal way to get to know a student and their real work ethic. Uh, I've been a hiring manager before. I know how hard it is to read a resume and understand if someone is you know, really who you want. And the last thing that you guys can get engaged with is we run a lot of, a lot of events and we're always looking for partners for sponsorship opportunities to get your name next to the newest and most interesting tech coming out of NGIT. Um, we're growing our audience. Actually, COVID has been phenomenal for us and our ability to expand reach for programs like Accelerator, Demo Days, uh, Showcase Days, some of the networking stuff that we're doing online. Because we're all online, our reach has gotten so much further than it used to. So it's an excellent opportunity to sponsor a program, get involved, and be intimately involved with some of the innovation that's going on at NJIT. Um, that's it for me. I will pass off to whoever is next. I. I actually don't. Oh, it's Deirdre. Excellent. Deirdre, I, I will I will lock it down over here and let you. Hi, Will. Thank you for that. Uh, hi, everybody. And thank you for having me here today. Um, I want to talk to you a bit about how we can help you develop your talent and expand your leadership skills and ultimately drive performance. And as Simon mentioned, the division is called Human Capital. And what we do is we develop, create, and deliver executive and professional education. We do short courses, certificates, workshops. What we do is basically in-demand learning. Next slide, please. And we focus on different areas. And as you can see on the slide, we focus on individuals. So that's if you have individual employees that need to upskill, perhaps in the area of digital leadership, we have a number of different um, products that we offer to individuals. Uh, and we also work with corporations. We work, work with groups of individuals where we really focus on creating customized learning for that organization, very specific. We will go in and meet with you and we'll assess your learning needs. And once we complete that assessment, we'll design a program that meets your unique needs. It's not off the shelf, it's very specific to help close your skill gap and drive performance. And then we deliver and we evaluate it because the learning that we've created is applicable in the workplace immediately. Um, and it's very experiential. Next slide. One of the areas that we focus on, and I'll get into the rest of the areas in a moment, but I wanna, I wanna highlight this, is a partnership we developed with a person named Dave Mitchell. Dave is 
we call him the leadership guru. He has been in the area of leadership and professional development for many years. He's the author of three books, which you can see in the slide, The Power of Understanding People, The Power of Understanding Yourself, and Peak Culture Performance. And we've worked with him to put together different certificate programs, five of them, which are included the power of understanding people, the power of understanding yourself, excellence in communication, customer centric sales and service, and peak performance culture. And basically all encompass everything that a leader really needs to understand and be able to implement in their environment so that they can drive performance, motivate employees. They're short courses, immediate learning, very impactful, um, running. We have one starting in October. Um, and again, these are customizable. So if you were interested in aspects of all five or just one, we have the ability to sit with you and create a program that is specific for your needs. Next slide. We also offer a number of certificate programs and workshops in other areas, um, including you saw leadership, but management. We offer business analysis, project management, was, which is very um, popular. And also we're able to customize it again. Any of these can be customized to various industries. So for instance, we are working with uh, a healthcare association in New Jersey to customize the project management program specifically for the healthcare industry. Because as we all know, learning needs to apply to us and our needs. And general information helps, but the more we can target it to your audience, the better it is. Um, and we have others, we are in data and technology. We have a program running right now in cybersecurity, digital marketing, and we are adding others as we go. And one thing that I would um, suggest as alumni is contact me anytime because I would love to speak to you to understand your needs and help craft a program directly for you. And the other thing is that I would love to hear what your needs are. So we do research to find out what the skill gaps are, generally speaking, within our region. But to hear from you directly would really be wonderful. I would love the input of the alumni. And again, I'm um, available at any point in time, email, phone call, but I would love to hear from you. Thank you. I think Dan's up next. Yes, hi everyone, uh, I'm uh, Dan Kaminsky. Uh, just a little bit background because it's related to what I'm trying to do here now in the data and technology uh, division. So I started as an entrepreneur in 87, started data security companies, listed them on NASDAQ and always was part of a management team, like a director at Lucent Technologies and other entities that uh, were dealing with technology and commercializing technology, then went into banking and became the head of uh, the Israeli desk at Lehman Brothers and head of uh, head of all uh, project financing teams. So it was always related to looking at the uh, opportunities and helping companies to raise money, to merge companies and, and to get them in a market acceptance. Uh, I came uh, end of February, Simon uh, uh, asked me to join and to uh, head uh, this division. So next slide, please. 
So we, in the division, we said, okay, we have to create ecosystems in order to cater companies that are not so small, like real entrepreneurs that are starting their company, but companies that already had some impact in the industry or are in the stage that uh, have some products to offer and create an ecosystem to 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 help them to to go to the market. So we created a few hubs, which is EdTech, cybersecurity, fintech hub, hardware, and data science. And in each one of them, we are welcoming companies that are already have some sort of a product or about to go to the market, as well as companies that are already uh, very much known even in the world, but they uh, don't have real present in the United States or especially in the East Coast. So what do we offer? First of all, as you all know, the proximity to New York, the venture link office space and all the services that we lots can, can help to provide. Uh, we can um, help them to communicate between the companies within the ecosystems and also with other companies that um, that we know for the industry from the West Coast, from Europe, from Israel, from Asia. Um, we can help with manpower. We have uh, we have a lot of uh, students that we can uh, hire uh, for NGIT and 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 help them to also get experience, but also they are a very reliable uh, workforce that we can help to manage like for project, for service desks, for other things. Then there are companies that uh, have good products that can be sold or at least introduced to local and to federal government agencies like the city of uh, Newark, like the state police or healthcare system, superintendent of uh, New Jersey in education and others. So we're doing that. Um, as well, funding. So, you know, every company that I knew from 87 always was looking for funding. Even if the big one is looking for more money. Or So we have good relationship with uh, many of the funds in Wall Street and in the West Coast and in London for my background. And uh, we can specifically help to uh, create a business models, business plans, and to see how to help these companies uh, accelerate and, and, and to raise money or smart money, partnership, uh, strategic partner, etc. So um, uh, because we are related so much and owned by NGIT, uh, we can advise on, on R&D models and, and how to protect your IP to create co-owner-owned IP between NGIT and the company itself and, and take a company through all the process of uh, protection in, in, in IP. Uh, the, the important thing about all, uh, all this is more that um, we can use our relationship and partnerships and, and knowledge in the market in order to accelerate companies that are or small or already existing in the market. A few examples, we are dealing with a cybersecurity company from Israel that has already an office in, in, in Singapore and in London, in Kenya. And uh, now we convinced them to open 
order activities in the United States uh, at NGII to partner with us and we already are providing solutions for monitoring and tracking uh, for the COVID-19 right now in New Jersey in, in Newark and we are st- speaking now with the government in uh, New Jersey, Connecticut and New York. So this is one of the examples. Uh, next slide please. I want to speak with you today about something that might be interesting to you as an example, and it's a company called Virvi. It's a company from Los Angeles that actually is known for they, their partnership with Facebook in with, and with the Oculus Goggles to create a live concerts, music concerts with famous artists that are supported by Facebook. We made with them a joint venture that is taking all this technology that was created already and moving to in, into education and training. And by saying that uh, we are now working on a few programs, one is to train uh, correction officers. We are giving an offer to train correction officers in prisons, how to deal with COVID-19, how to deal with prisoners that are getting sick, how to make all the safety measurements in jail. So instead of uh, training them in real rooms and, 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 and bring trainers there and, and making a schedule, all this uh, we offer to do through virtual reality with goggles, with AI that will collect all the information and all the mistakes that the, the correction officers are doing and then create a better program to teach them. Uh, same with a hospital, with nurses, onboarding of nurses in emergency rooms, um, how to deal with certain situations in, instead of a, teaching them and training them on 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 empty rooms uh, with beds and with uh, with with, with uh, mannequins you can actually get much more involved uh, in in teaching nurses and then to assess their capabilities for virtual reality so it can be for anything that is in workforce it can be for warehouses it can be for education it can be for anything that is a real physical training we can transform it into a into a virtual reality uh, interactive training so if we still have time and um, i can show you a short two a two minute video about the uh, nurses or, or or if we still have time if not i will be always happy to 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 just be in touch with uh, with you and and to see what how i can be helpful also is for the companies themselves that they might use services that we're giving and also for this training platform. So let's see the video if it's available.
So thank you. I'm sorry the the voice didn't work, but uh, this is the principle. So we can customize anything with the artificial intelligence software and create a training, a specific training for your needs. So anyway, anyway thank you very much and appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Um, I just wanted to close and then we'll open up for Q&A most importantly. I just had a couple of more comments. Um, a, as you can see, we have a brand new team here at NJI. I talked with a lot of stakeholders. I talked with a lot of uh, current and past customers and it was clear that they wanted NJI to be much more industry and much more uh, focused on execution. Uh, we are here for you. So sign up at VentureLink. Uh, come join us for, um, we normally typically have a coffee and bagels on, on every Wednesday, uh, first Wednesday of the month, but now with COVID we don't have that, but we have plenty of webinars. Please join us for a webinar. We have a new website, we have new leadership, we have new ventures. If you're interested in licensing, if you're interested in IP, if you're interested in working with faculty or with students, we have fantastic student startups. If you're interested in investing in them, please contact us, uh, contact Will Lutz, have a look at VentureLink.org, um, it's right there. Come by for a tour, we'd love to give you a tour, VentureLink is open for business, we can we can do that, socially distance uh, tour, we'll definitely be able to facilitate that. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, and we're here for you, and we thank you for your time, and we're excited about the future. Mike, back to you, we can open it for Q&A. Simon, thanks so much. I'm going to add all of our folks back to the audience stream here. Okay, and I want to thank everybody for participating. I'm happy to say that we've gotten a uh, very good number of questions from people who are very interested in some of the answers. Uh, we're going to start with uh, a favorite alum of mine, Sid Bala, who asks, what's the venture funding model for the companies in the incubator? And uh, why don't we toss this off to Will? Uh <clears throat> So I can I can answer this uh, for the incubation companies. We have we have made a conscious choice to not ask for any equity, not charge dollars except for the space that you're actually taking up in, in terms of rent. So all of those services come in addition for free, and we don't take for any equity. Now I will add that that we do not have an investment fund to go with that, but that is something we're working on. Just we're not I'm not I'm not ready for that yet. All right, that's a great answer. Uh, we have a question from Michael Amagashi. How do I connect my product to the Career Center for NJIT in order to serve NJIT students? Uh, Dr. Bloom, why don't we uh, pass this off to you? Certainly. Um, if Again, it depends on are you looking for a student to work on this product with you? Call directly to Career Development Services. Uh, and the individual you should reach out to, and you can find them easily in our university directory, is Greg Mass. So that's if you're looking for students to get engaged in a product. If you're looking for placement of students in your company, again, Greg Mass, Career Development Services. <clears throat> Let me also mention something called capstone projects. We do this with particularly some of the larger and not so large companies you have a problem with a product or a process that you're looking to solve. You can present that to the university as a capstone project. Capstone, some of you may recall, you're in capstone classes. Can be a semester, can be an academic year, can even overlap academic years. What we ask you to do is put together a proposal, 
bringing it to a capstone class. Usually it's discipline focused. Some of them are interdisciplinary. The point of contact for your capstone project is either the provost, Fadi Deek, who could not be with us this evening, or the dean of the school where you think it may reside. For example, most of them, and many of them, are um, in Newark College of Engineering, and Moshe Kam is the dean. Again, very accessible through our university director. So capstone project is a way to bring a problem in and have a team of students work on it within your time frame. Uh, it's stretched out a bit because it is in a course. But we run that capstone in, in obviously in NCE, in the College of Architecture and Design, in the Yingu College of Computing Science, as well as in the Tufton School of Management. So uh, let me stop and make sure I answered the question. If not, I'll take a follow-up on that. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Dr. Bloom. Uh, our next comment was not so much a, a question as it was a statement. It's from Christian Sees, uh, mentioning that this is a great initiative. He has an insurance agency, and he'd like to uh, partner with us a bit more into our tech-savvy era. That is not something that I've heard that often from alumni, you know, when you've got something that's a little more uh, specific to those sort of industries. Uh, I'm wondering if anybody would like to pitch in and say, you know, if you have an insurance agency, what is step number one? if you have not been connected to NJIT before, to find out and to plug into us? And this is an open question to everybody. I'm again, I would like, I would again like to refer them to, to Will Lutz. We, um, I, 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 an example, we have the container, um, container units that are now being refurbished and redesigned to act as um, standby operation rooms and they're much better than tents emergency rooms where we can treat not only COVID but any kinds of disaster we've set that up as a company it's being taken on by will lots and his team to do the sales marketing how do you attract um, uh, how do you set up the equity part uh, we can do the accounting for you we could do the marketing for you and what do you need to do to excel in a, in this new era of all industrialized and tech savvy era when you have an insurance company uh, come to VentureLink. You'll meet other startup uh, entrepreneurs. You'll meet students who are there trying out their own product. We'd love to work with you on, on getting your insurance maybe more online, uh, correctly situated, et cetera, et cetera. So come to VentureLink. That's what I would say. And I can I can jump into that and speak on behalf of Deirdre and I. Um, Deirdre, NJII has a system of tools that we can work with you on designing and <laughs> discovering all of those innovative ways that you can really accelerate your your what's considered an old style business. Uh, it's we can be that sort of outside almost innovation consultant and work with you and 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 find those opportunities and those those chances. We actually had a company come to us who made paper plates. Uh, to to look for ways to innovate and look for new things and 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 to to use tech enabled uh, ways to deliver their company. and that's that is definitely something that we love to do and really enjoy doing. And you know so let me, Mike, if you don't just there's a larger issue there. So let me label it and then we can go from there. The whole issue of how do you innovate? And many of us, um, and there are others who can speak to this well based on who I, I, I know who's on some of the folks who are on the call. It's ideation. 
the question is, how do you ideate to rethink your business? And who do you talk to about that? So again, by going into NJII, if it's data sciences, well, you've already met Dan Minsky. If it's other marketing and communications, again, we can bring other people in about how do you market. Every company today in one way or another is a tech company. So we have such a broad, broad band of tech expertise from NJII into the academic part of the house. So come in, we will sit down with you and figure out, again, as Simon has already said, bring us a somewhat of a plain slate about what you see in your business, how you see your business going forward. And we can share with you thoughts you may have not had, particularly for the application of technology to improve your insurance business. Thank you. And yeah, I, I and, and, yep, sorry, I one more thing on that. The, we at NJI, we mostly have people from the industry. So we all think and act like you do, but we have the added benefit that we're embedded here in the university. So we know the ways to involve all the fantastic resources that are available here. That's great. And Deirdre, I think you had uh, a comment to add as well. I was just going to say, you know, um, piggybacking on what Will was saying is that we do do exactly that. We will teach you how to ideate or we will help your company work through an ideation session. Um, we have workshops in ideation. We do consulting and facilitation. We will be able to work with you to do a complete design thinking um, project where you are coming up with your solutions for your company. Um, and a lot of times, as, as uh, Dr. Bloom and Simon had said, it's technology embedded. So if you have a challenge that you want to work through, we'd be happy to speak to you and, and help you work through that process. All right, that's great. Uh, so we have a few more questions coming in, which is great. One of which is from uh, Josephine Jimo. What are some of the skills gaps? And uh, she asks, how did you do the research? Essentially, how do I, we identify those skills gaps and how are we responding to that? Um, Dr. Bloom, if you don't mind me throwing you on the spot again, um, what are some of the skills gaps that you see in industry right now? By the way, I, I, Mike, I just want to make you aware of the hour. I am on OT at this point. Gotcha. So, <laughs> <laughs> the, issue, the issue of skill gap. Skill gaps today are, again, simply about or generally in the area of tech. The way we identify skill gaps, and this is something any of you can join us at, we have a series of boards at NJIT. Um, the first board is our industrial advisory board. Every academic department has an IAB, industrial advisory board. That's where we try to stay current and connected to the business industry, what are the skills that you need? One of the, and, and that drove us, I'll give you a little example. We created almost two years ago, a school of applied engineering and technology. Why? Because we kept on hearing from the IABs that the historic project manager, whether it's on a, uh, a building site or a manufacturing site, those are people that came out of Vogue Tech schools and they were good project managers, but today the project manager on a building site or an industrial or a, man, or a manufacturing site needs to know more about technology, about IT, about um, uh, material science. So we created this middle school, if you will, built around apprenticeships. So IABs, 
every every college has an advisory board. We have a board of overseers, and of course, we have a board of trustees. So we ask you to get involved in helping us to identify the skill gaps. Some of the skill gaps are obvious. Uh, we started a new degree program recently, cyber psychology. Why? Because it's not only about the technology that's driving some of the issues about cybersecurity, it's the psychology behind why would somebody want to set up ransomware? So you've got to understand if you're going to work in cybersecurity, what about cyber psychology? Some of it or a lot of it emerges from our boards, from what we just see as advanced and looking around the corner, anticipating new fields for education, training, and obviously research. So think about joining a board, particularly in your major or related to your, your business or your industry. Thank you. And I, I just want to add one thing about the skill gap and, and what we're looking at. Um, yeah, tech, technology is one of the biggest. And um, we definitely look at, for the non-credit side, for the executive and professional <laughs> education, uh, the other areas, and, and this is supported by a lot of research, and you asked where, burning glass technology is, is, is a very um, stable and reliable area to get information. Uh, they pull, They look at millions of job postings to see what is in demand. And data analytics is another huge area that is a, a large skill gap that needs to be filled. But so is what they're calling humanics, which is um, the, the ability to be able to think critically, um, to understand creativity, innovation, to be able to communicate, write, to empathize, all of those types of things. So when we're creating our programming at um, you know, under the division of human capital, we are looking at all of those things. So if you're looking to develop your employees on their communication skills, it's a huge gap. But believe it or not, the number one sought after skill, and this is um, uh, in LinkedIn's top 10 skill index, is creativity. So employers are really looking for people to build their creativity, which is why we designed a certificate in design thinking and innovation and another certificate that is coming out in um, creativity and innovation. All right. So thank you very much for the replies there. Uh, in the interest of time, we're going to take one more question. I do want to remind our audience that we're going to follow up at the conclusion of this seminar. We'll provide the video link to everyone, and I encourage you not just to view it, but also to connect with us afterwards for questions. I'll put out contact information as well for everyone. Uh, so our next question is from Hari Aponapali. Uh, he asks, what, the, what is the process for licensing some of the IP developed uh, at NJIT? I can see I've got a hand raised already. Uh, and that it would be nice to have a separate session to present opportunities. Harry, thank you for that suggestion. Why don't I pass this over to Will Lutz to talk a little bit about the IP. I love talking about this because I, I sit on the IP committee and, and I'm the director of commercialization for the university. So we, we, we sit on the tech transfer office uh, and manage that. We have designed, actually, mostly Simon, uh, has designed a special licensing agreement to standardize and make it incredibly easy for us to get IP out of the university in the hands of people like you to create startups around that IP. We, we went around and looked at what other top level universities are. We tried to learn the best we can and design a licensing agreement that is designed to make it cheap and easy and available for you uh, to take NJIT IP and turn it into your startup idea. And if you want, all you have to do is go to research.njit.edu slash patents. 
research.njit.edu slash patents. And you can log in and see all of the available patents that we have for licensing. Uh, I would love, by the way, Mike, maybe after this, we will talk about doing one of these just about IP licensing because that sounds like fun. I love it. I think it's a great suggestion. All right, folks, I want to thank you all very much uh, for joining me this evening. Uh, Dr. Bloom, uh, Simon, Will, Dan, Deirdre, thanks again. And I want to thank you, our viewers, for participating in our latest Highlander chat, connecting your company with NJIT. Again, this video will be available at the conclusion of the seminar. We will send this out to all of our participants here this evening. Please make sure to follow up uh, to our emails with any questions that you've got. We'll be happy to forward those on to our participants. Uh, and finally, make sure to connect your company and to help others connect their company with NJIT. This is an enormous value, uh, and there's a lot of opportunity for us to be able to support you uh, in a variety of ways. So lastly, again, I like to say this at all the end of my videos. Uh, I hope you're well. I hope you and your families are staying safe. And go Highlanders. <laughs>